Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, February 9th. Let's jump into today's top stories. ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips reflects on his three years in the role with SBJ's Ben Portnoy, including the impact of NIL, the transfer portal and the ongoing legal dispute with Florida State. He also notes of NCAA President Charlie Baker's Project Division I proposal, Charlie's initial statement back in early December was a conversation starter. There's not everything that we agree on that he stated, and he wasn't looking for that to be the beginning and the end of the conversation and this is what we were going to do. I think he was just trying to get us to start thinking collectively on what we believe to be maybe the best path for our four particular conferences, as well as college athletics. Phillips also talks about the success initiative and notes, saying, I don't think there's another conference that's going to be distributing money based on performance on an unequal basis. That, to me, is a reflection of how the ACC has tried to address some of the things that have been important to us and try to address the part of the revenue piece we're trying to figure out. Despite the turbulent state of the industry, Phillips tells Portnoy College Athletics is worth fighting for, saying, even though the major challenges and the incredible issues that come forward are sometimes hard to believe. If you recalibrate and remember it's about supporting young people at an important time, I think it helps drive you through some of these difficult moments. Leaders from FCS and Division 1-3A schools have formed a working group consisting of more than 200 individuals seeking to chart a path forward. Stephen F., Austin A.D. Ryan Ivey serves as the group's co-chair and tells on 3's Eric Prisbell, there is change coming, and we know we can't continue to operate in the status quo. We're trying to be proactive. I don't think there is any question that the urgency has picked up. Hence the frequency of meetings. Prisbell reports the group is drafting what is being called Division 1-3A FCS collaboration, Division 1 position paper, expected to be finalized in June, to clarify and gain consensus on distinguishing factors of both subdivisions' financial models and operational philosophies. The paper's goal is to create specific actionable strategies to help the subdivisions chart a course forward to play a distinctive role and actualize the important value within Division 1 athletics. Will revenue sharing be part of the group's plan? Ivy, there's no revenue to share, my friend. When I'm sharing nothing, it's still nothing. And at the end of the year, do I get to send everyone a bill for the debt we have? Ivy also comments on the NCAA potentially losing the house case and what that would mean for schools like SFA, saying, you can come to Nacogdoches and try to get some money out of us, but I don't know where it's coming from. I say that very lightheartedly. I would argue that institutions at the FCS level, we're not the institutions causing the major issues. This is not meant to be pointing fingers and saying, they're to blame. But we are fundamentally different than Texas A&M. Student-athlete NIL, Sunil, co-founder-slash-CEO Jason Belzer tells Football Scoop's Zach Barnett he has told every AD in the country, you have to tell your coaching staff, no more hiring analysts. Stop spending money and figure out how to fund your NIL program. Period, end of story. We have to pay the labor, and the bill is only going to get bigger and bigger. So, how could you turn around and say, yeah, we could hire more support staff? That's not realistic. Belzer also talks about the nature of Sunil's relationships with its partners, such as Oklahoma, and says, we look at it as we work for the University of Oklahoma. We don't have a contract with the university, but we are fully transparent in what we do. They know every dollar that comes in, every dollar that goes out. They know every donor that puts money in. To illustrate how business-like managing rosters has become, Belzer explains of star old Caden Green's decision to transfer, just like everybody else, we presented him with a contract for the coming year. 
he was still under contract with us. When he did respond with us, he basically said he wanted substantially more money. We looked at it and we said, okay, we're not going to give you what you're asking, but we're willing to come up. And we basically came close to matching what he had asked, and then he sort of said, you know what? I'm going to go into the portal. At the end of the day, we can only have those conversations. Tulane AD David Harris provides several facilities updates, including the installation of Hellas Turf at Greerfield Turchin Stadium, baseball, and in the Teresa Sofio hitting facility in time for the upcoming season. Additionally, the new swimming and diving locker room will be revealed to student-athletes, coaches and staff very soon, and Phase 2 of the James W. Wilson Jr. Center renovation, which includes modernizing the atrium and the second-floor office and hallway spaces, is underway with an expected completion date in June. The indoor practice facility project, which will take place on Brown Field, will occur over the summer along with the start of construction on a new tennis facility, which will feature six competition courts and spectator seating. Meanwhile, construction has begun on a new boathouse. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Friday, February 9th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.